Hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Check In. I'm your host Levine, a soon-to-be trainee clinical psychologist in September and this podcast is all about my journey to and through the doctorate. It's also about mental health, psychology and general life so today I'm actually going to be checking in with the lovely Poppy. So hi Poppy. Hello. <laughs> hi Levine. Hi, How are you? <laughs> I'm good thanks, I'm good. So um, Poppy, oh should we give a bit of a background how we know each other first? Yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so me and Poppy both volunteered in, oh my gosh I'm gonna get dates 2013? 13, 14, one of those years. Um, we both volunteer we all we both signed up to volunteer um in South Africa. We met each other there. And then unfortunately Poppy wasn't there for the whole time. But when she was there, I was like, oh, this girl's so cool. (laughs) I like this girl. Um and since then, like on and off, we kind of like bumped into Mm. not bumped well, except for what one time, but like on and off, we've kind of like checked in on each other and just seen how each other are doing. Um and I think what kind of made me want to speak to Poppy even more so um, today on or get her on the episode today is because Poppy's just become officially a doctor. Ooh. So congrats to you. Thank what, what, you. Seven, yeah. seven years after. Seven years. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a long journey. Like, I didn't, I knew it was long, but like I didn't know how long until like I realised that there's someone who's actually doing it and I'm seeing that like, I literally <laughs> saw you kind of walk through. So Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I think it's, it's to be honest I think it's probably a similar length if not shorter than your journey into becoming yeah, a clinical psychologist because I think that that is very long that ends it up is. being like I don't know eight years plus oh, gosh, with... so long. it is long I think oh, I think the main thing is is that with um like becoming a doctor like medicine I feel like the route's quite linear you know what you're doing yeah. you know you've got the whereas psychology it's all over the place it like, is yeah you do which, whatever so it's which is a blessing and a curse I would imagine mm, yeah it is because you get breaks you can like do other things you don't yeah. necessarily have to be working in psychology so yeah absolutely. but yeah so um yeah like I said I wanted Poppy on because not only has she um accomplished such an amazing feat um by becoming a doctor but um the last time I checked in with Poppy (laughs) she was talking about wanting to like pursue psychiatry Mm -hmm. and like the whole mental health side of medicine um so I thought it'd be really good to have her on talk a few today's really just conversation I like to have chats I feel like (laughs) you know um so we're just going to kind of talk a bit more about that but let's start at the beginning so Poppy, do you want to introduce yourself? Could say a little bit more. Yeah, about absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'm Poppy. As Levine said, we met <laughs> um, seven or eight years ago, and I have just become a doctor. Although I'm trying not to like let that be my identity. Um, yeah. So I am from London. Grew up in London. Have just moved to a very small town called Yeovil, which is in Somerset in the southwest of the country um when I found out I was being placed here I had to google it because I wasn't sure um <laughs> I and don't it, know where that is <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of where you know the yogurt comes from oh yeah, yeah I knew that yeah that's where <laughs> I was like it's not familiar but why yeah, that oh, is exactly why oh, and that's oh. every time I say to someone this is where I am and they say where I say you know the yogurt and that's that's how I jog people's memory um so yeah so I've just started my foundation program which is kind of what people um know most as like a junior doctor um 
and I've been here for two weeks. And as Levine said, as you said, I am interested in psychiatry. Um, I'm still very much interested in it. And like, you know, we'll see where life takes us. But the current plan is to pursue a career in psychiatry. Um, So for me, that means, as you said, Levine, it's like much more linear from my perspective, Mm. as opposed to um, the kind of wiggle path of clinical (laughs) um, psychology. But so for me, it means doing two years of being a junior doctor in hospitals. And that will be like general rotations, general medicine, Mm -hmm. general surgery. um, And then moving on to actually be specifically working in psychiatry. Mm, Okay, cool. Because I was actually going to ask you, how do you actually become a psychiatrist? Because I know you have to do medical training, but I didn't know like exactly the route. So I guess it's two years, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, in all different disciplines or specialities in medicine, everyone has Mm -hmm. to do, at least in the UK, this is, everyone has to do a two years foundation program. And that's just where you're, you know, learning different parts of medicine. It's an opportunity to kind of explore the different specialities if you haven't got much of an idea of what you want. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you choose what specialty you want to do and depending on I guess how competitive it is and also kind of what experience you have and kind of how strong a candidate you are you apply and most people I believe would have success in getting onto the speciality of choice and then for psychiatry you you're working as a psychiatrist but you're not a consultant um for another six years I believe it's a six-year training wow yeah six but, years of, oh my gosh wow <laughs> it's, it's probably comparable to your doctorate in the sense of you are working you're still, mm, a, okay, you're still yeah. a doctor you're still a psychiatrist but you're just not I guess the head of the team yet mm, is the okay main cool yeah no I get what you mean um I guess in case anyone's listening and they're like oh what is the difference between psychology like being a psychologist and being a psychiatrist from my understanding yeah understanding (laughs) the difference is is that like a psychiatrist is an actual doctor so they like poppy said they do the training um but they specialize Mm. um so just how you can specialize in like pediatrics or um, oncology or something you would specialize in um psychiatry whereas clinical psychology or becoming a psychologist um you don't have medical training um and it's more so how would I explain this now it's it's not as linear like you've said but it's more so about um being able to train in different areas so you're not just going to be a therapist I think yeah I spoke about this in the last episode so you're not just a therapist but you'd also be um like a supervisor you'd also be like a consultant um you do lots of well you do consultancy so you do lots of different things um within that but yeah I think the main key difference is just the the medical background um and the approach I guess as well Mm. Um, so yeah obviously coming from a medical background I guess there's more of a medical um, perspective on mental health disorders would you kind of say that's kind of the case and what you Um, I think that that's part of it I I think that obviously you know a big conversation is over medicalization I can't even say that word medicalization (laughs) of mental health and I think Mm. that you know there's a huge variety in both um, psychiatry and also presumably in psychology and not to mention in just like the general population of where people fall in between those spectrums but I think that actually I mean understanding the difference is something that I didn't really understand and probably I'll say what I'm going to say and maybe one of your listeners will say actually that's Mm -hmm. incorrect but my understanding as well is not only is it to do with the medical background which I don't 
I kind of assume that as a psychologist, most people don't have the um, license to prescribe. I think that's a bit, yeah. So that's a big difference as well, is that as a doctor, we do have the license to prescribe any kind of antidepressants or antipsychotics. Um, And then another difference that I wonder if it is relevant is that actually what what we see is probably a little bit different because Mm, although psychiatrists do see you know your kind of general population anxiety depression eating disorders mm. etc and the kind of common as it were mental health disorders I I wonder if we get more um, mm. patients who have you know psychosis and yeah. Yeah. issues that actually do have a psychological element of course but mm-hmm. have a kind of more well recognized medical aspect yeah that's um, a good point that's yeah a really good point. so I think yeah. my understanding is not only just the background of where you know the training has come from but also what comes through the door what you're mm, dealing with that's really good. yeah I think that's definitely a key thing because from what I understand is that um like what you're saying with the kind of prescribing and things mm. I'm not I'm, so I'm on the fence with this so um the university I'm going to be training at isn't what we would call like a med they don't prescribe so far mm. as, far, as far as I know to the medical model um which is kind of like yeah the medicalization the over medicalization or just the medicalization of psychological disorders but um for me personally I do see where there's a place for both for like psychology and psychiatry or like medical intervention and so I guess when I think about what I know about the clinical psychologists that I've seen in practice it is more so towards the therapy and Mm. the um diagnosis and and the more like re what's the word now reintegration yeah (laughs) reintegration um of like and people who have gone through really like bad crises Mm. um or crises (laughs) is it bad that in my mind I was like I believe the word is crises I'm so sorry come on to your show and be rude what am I like no <laughs> correct me because I don't know I literally sometimes I'm like how did I go on this course like no, I don't likewise, I'm like how am I a doctor I can't even spell I don't know but yeah <laughs> I think after those like big <laughs> crises <laughs> oh my god like a psychologist would be more about like reintegrating back into the community like thinking more about holistic kind of mm. um, methods of supporting someone um which is is really interesting and so I guess or oh, we've kind of skipped where I was gonna go but um I was gonna actually like what then made you want to go into this field like what was it that said to you mm, yeah medicine absolutely I think that actually I think that the concept of okay so we're gonna do two in one the concept okay. of over medicalization over medicalizing mental health is it it's a real issue and it's a real Mm. thing and I completely completely agree that there are a huge amount of people and of cases and of just issues that exist in our population and on an individual level that we just wildly over medicalize and I you know there are so many people that I think I've seen more as a medical student because obviously I haven't really seen many um people from a psychological perspective in the last few Mm -hmm. weeks as a doctor um but there are so many people that come come into clinic or wherever and 
a doctor is tempted to say okay let's let's get you started on some antidepressants and I'm like yeah. sitting in the background thinking um <laughs> yeah I think they just need like a little bit of a chat and a little bit yeah. of you know a cup of tea with a good mate or you know something like yeah. that yeah. so I wonder if actually from the very beginning of my journey as it were mm-hmm. um as cringe as that is to say, I was already keen on on integrating because mm-hmm. so I had the choice actually of psychology or medicine. I was very unsure. I took a gap year. Okay. Um, oh, this before uni. Yeah, yeah. I took a gap year. I was all I was always going to because I just think that to choose your life straight out of school is yeah. just. Huge. yeah exactly you're so young it's a huge pressure some people have a really strong idea of what they want to do and I definitely had a strong concept of that I knew that I wanted to be in a role that allowed me to you know be a carer to be someone mm. who was able to kind of draw alongside people in times of difficulty um, mm. but having said that that role extends to so many different jobs I mean I guess all jobs in a way have that opportunity um mm. So I wasn't in, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. And I actually ended up applying when I went through UCAS. I assume that that's still a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, it's very real. Thursday, oh my gosh, it was a night, because I work in the school now. And oh, Thursday, was, it was a nightmare. It was such a nightmare. But yeah, it's um, very much a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and clearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother like, issue, isn't yeah. it? What happened on Thursday. Um, yeah. But yeah, so going through UCAS, I I applied for both because I just still wasn't sure. I was I was keen to do medicine because I, you know, like I said, I knew that I wanted that caring role, and I think that medicine is just, you know, it's a well known and it's a well understood role. Mm-hmm. It's a well understood profession. You know, everyone kind of has a a good grasp of what a doctor is and what the yeah. the life of a doctor is. But as we've kind of already said in the last few minutes actually the concept of what a clinical psychologist is or was just wasn't as clear to me and I I remember having a few conversations with both doctors and psychologists and kind of those in between about Mm. you know what does your what does your day-to-day look like trying to get an idea of what what I wanted um and I think I did recognize that there was a huge overlap um and it was actually only when I got accepted into Imperial which is where I trained for my medical degree in London um, and they offer the opportunity to intercalate and what that means is you basically take a year out and you study something else oh yes because I remember when you did was you yeah uh Belfast in Wales somewhere like in the UK but not, somewhere quite, not, in London. Yeah, not quite England um yeah no, can you imagine a world outside London? <laughs> oh God, <for> <laughs> um, so when I was accepted into Imperial and I, I realised that I would have this opportunity to do both medicine, but also to do a psychology degree as well. Um, that's when I thought I would go for medicine because I knew that I would have that that chance to do both. Mm. So as you said, I went over to Wales um not <laughs> and did and did a psychology degree for a year um probably didn't get you know as much depth of learning as those who do a three year course of psychology mm. but having said that it was a very intense year of 
you know, we we covered all the bases. We covered all of kind of first year and second year um, as well in our oh, okay. in our one year course. Um, oh wow, like really intense then. Well, I say that, but in comparison to medicine, it was very interesting because oh, obviously, yeah, <laughs> no, it was not even that it wasn't intense, but a lot of. I realized psychology is like self-directed like you're meant to mm. you know you have your lectures and then you go away and do essays do or, thing, yeah, yeah exactly which is completely different to medicine where you're in lectures almost you know nine to oh. five um okay. so yeah a long way of answering your question to say <laughs> that what made me think okay I'll do medicine is actually when I realized that I could actually have the best of both worlds I could integrate mm-hmm. from the very beginning and have both the opportunity to do a medical degree and a psych- psychology degree and come on to integrate them in the future yeah no that's really good I didn't even realize they have um, those options mm-hmm. to kind of do both um, I think it is really helpful because like we hear all the time like there's no mental health without physical health and there's no physical health without mental health mm. and like how they both kind of go together yeah but what I well what I've noticed is that there isn't enough training for like the people doing the physical health yeah. side the mental and then the people doing the mental health side in the physical mm. um so it's all really good and well to say it but it's like how are we doing it in practice absolutely um, so that's really good I'm glad that you kind of got that because I think um even just even if you didn't want to go into psychiatry psychiatry and just went into practice generally I think it is always good to kind of understand completely like the other side of yeah, it as well sure. or, so I wouldn't even say the other side it's all integrated well that's it kind of, isn't it I think yeah that, and it is as you just said I think it it would be incredible to see both mm. psychology and kind of therapy training integrate some kind of physical health and also the opposite being true but then on the other side of the coin if one was to do that surely the concept of over over medicalization over medicalizing things would step mm. back in because that's a good point so yeah. it's it's a tough balance I mean more wearable thing yeah yeah I get what you're saying. exactly yeah I, no, that's really, I think oh sorry what no I was just going to say I'm a big believer in that everything is on a spectrum and yeah. I think that there is huge room for both, not always, but I think it's important for us to recognise that at some stage, you know, two perspectives mm. will be in play, won't they? Yeah, no, I understand. I was just going to say, like, I remember when I was, um, like, in 2017, I was working in, like, um, as a training mental health worker. Mm. And for the longest time, like, obviously, I was never exposed to anything medical at all. But for the longest time, I was just like, oh, it's all like got a psychological reason, blah, blah, blah. And then one time we all were, t- were talking about like older adults, like if they get like a UTI, like mm. a urinary infection, they can have like psychosis symptoms. Yeah, yeah I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is, I yeah. honestly did not even think about that. Yeah. But that's why it's so important, like not to just jump in and be like, okay, what's the trauma? Like what's happened to you? And think maybe, okay, is there like a physical explanation for what's mm. going on? going on as well um, and I think sometimes if you're not necessarily open to that kind of um understanding then there's a tendency to almost kind of like put the blame or not even the blame but try and attribute <laughs> like someone's symptoms to something that might not actually be there or mm. like yeah, almost pathologize, pathologize something that isn't really necessary to yeah. do so um, yeah and it is so, a yeah. dangerous game isn't it it is, it's, it is. It's really hard to sometimes get the balance right yeah. as well, which is why we have MDTs, which Love. is why you, like, yeah. you know, work with others. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, so yeah, so 
I kind of thought um, one really good way, I always say this on the podcast, like I don't always like to just talk. I think it's really good to have like um, advice and things. Um, so obviously medicine, studying is such a intense time. Like you said, seven years, right? That's a long time to kind of be pursuing something. And then obviously with the demands of the course. Um, so I wanted to think about like, what advice would you give to people studying something so intense like medicine? Or um, I'm also going to give some like self-care tips or whatever, but um, what things would you say kind of kept you grounded or kept you sane <laughs> during yeah, that absolutely. whole time? Absolutely. I think just recognising that it is a marathon, not a sprint, mm. um, which I have to actually attribute to friends and family as well, just reminding me mm. of that, because it is, you know, it is intense. And people say, not everyone, but often in the last few years when when I meet people and they they ask what I study and I say medicine they you know have some kind of reaction of saying oh my goodness that's such a (laughs) that's such a slog or that's so intense but actually although it is it's just one day at a time really isn't it it's Mm. just one year at a time and I've kind of always I've always approached my medical degree like that I've always just said okay let's just meet the next hurdle let's just you know focus on the next goal and then and then we'll like think about the one after that after. Um, mm. And I guess yeah, that's, absolutely. yeah, I guess that's just like an approach approach that really helped me um, mm. because I think that I would feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed to the extent where I would just think, oh my goodness, is this worth it? Am I going to, yeah. am I going to ever like reach, you know, the inverted commas finish line, which actually now, you know, now that I'm just starting off as a junior doctor the finish line is is moved there's always going to be the goalpost moving um so I think just for me focusing on one step at a time made a huge difference and also I think as a as a university student in general you'll always have opportunity for a break if you need it Mm. um you know long gone for me and probably for you as well are the days of like three four month summers um (laughs) I'm literally basking it now because obviously while you're I have the school summer holidays oh yeah I'm literally just soaking it up because I know that will never be a thing again (laughs) oh you have to you have to yeah for me lockdown was an opportunity to say okay realistically I'm never gonna have such an opportunity Mm -hmm. again (laughs) so I think I mean and actually there you go you've you've touched on another excellent point is when you have an opportunity for a rest rest Mm. you know I think that when you're working work and when you're resting rest I think for me that was a big thing as well so what does resting look like for you like what do you normally absolutely um I think that the way that I rest has changed during lockdown as for everyone um Mm. typically my rest would be hanging out with friends you know, going for dinner, having a coffee, having a drink, Mm. like something social as an extrovert. But on the other hand, in the last few months, I think we've all been forced to rest in a much more isolated way. Um, So now I've noticed in the past two, three weeks of when rest has been incredibly important. For example, today is my my first day off right after a seven day stretch. And all I want to do is like clean the house. What? <laughs> it's how you know you're becoming an adult. I know like, it's so disgusting. This is the thing we long for, like cleaning products. Genuinely, like, genuinely, it was like I woke up and thought, okay, I'm gonna have a coffee, and then I'm gonna <laughs> consider where I need to, where I need to clean, and you know what life admin <laughs> needs to be done, and just having having my life in order. 
yeah like, no, I feel cool. you <laughs> honestly throughout lockdown the one thing I wanted was just for Ikea to be open again like oh, it wasn't anything else I just wanted to like get my stuff yeah wait to open my room like that literally is it but I get yeah. you yeah absolutely. I'm an extrovert as well but I feel like over lockdown I've changed as well yeah. I feel like I'm just become more um introspective mm. and I think that's actually been a really good thing for me mm. because I have a tendency to just go 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 oh like and then like yeah and then I just don't stop and be like oh actually what's going on like yeah. let me reflect on like what's happening yeah but um, isn't isn't that interesting yeah. because I'm exactly the same and yet here we are discussing the fact that it's super <laughs> important to be introspective I know, and you I know, know we're always here for other people's introspection but are we here for our own is our own exactly it's a big one and I think as well with like clinical psychology reflection is huge like mm. you won't get away from that word every time something happens stop reflect what's happening we're yeah using it. like we're using some sort of model to reflect absolutely and I think that's something that's really especially like um I know as I was starting as I'll be starting the course it's something that I have to almost force myself to do it doesn't necessarily come naturally um and that's something that because I've had lockdown to start practicing I'm hoping it gets it gets a bit easier for me to do that in practice um but yeah no I I I hear you when you say that um I think for me things that I do to kind of quote-unquote rest um like you like yourself I would be more socializing doing things with others but I think another thing that's really helped me is like my faith as well Um, and also yeah hugely I like um just being able to have something to cling on to mm. during those times when you're like uh I don't know what's going on here like this feels like a mess um and sometimes being able to whether that's praying whether that's like just reading the bible whether that's like just speaking to someone and having them encourage you or you encouraging someone else as well um I think that's been really helpful for me yeah um and I was going to actually touch on this with you as well like because um I know also you're a Christian yeah and absolutely being yeah and practicing and like um you know believing in everything that you know you would Mm. say is like the principles of Christianity um but then I wonder how you then kind of not adjust but um marry the two when you're practicing so obviously being in an environment where for example you might see people well you probably will see people die and like being faced with like life questions like where what is going to happen like when this person dies or like just like those quite heavy topics how do you kind of yeah marry the two no that's it's a it's a big question it's a good question and I I'm almost hesitant to ask purely because um ask answer answer (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna ask you that same question a very (laughs) Jesus approach um (laughs) so I think that the reason I'm hesitant to answer is purely because I feel like I haven't fully figured it out yet and I I I can recognize that future poppy is listening to this laughing and thinking (laughs) oh my goodness like you were doing it so wrong um (laughs) so I definitely think I'm still figuring it out because the way that I married up my faith and studying like has now changed into marrying up faith and working but having said that I mean obviously you just touched on the fact that we're able to renew our strength renew our just like general energy um in Christ Mm. and through having a faith and I think that that has been huge in the last two weeks on a personal Mm. level so for example was it I think it was Saturday so two days ago um 
was going into work and this was the beginning of my first weekend on call. I was very tired. I was very anxious. I was very just like overwhelmed by what would come. And I can like now look back and say, God was good. Shock horror. Mm -hmm. Like who knew? Um, (laughs) And it was totally. (laughs) We already know that. Um, (laughs) My, my mum actually sent me this verse in Isaiah, which if you're cool, I'll just read it quickly. Yes. Yeah, sure. um, so it was Isaiah 40 saying, um, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mm. soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Um, mm. And I think for me on a personal level and presumably you and presumably a lot of Christians, it is incredibly easy to get caught up in the day-to-day hustle and bustle the day-to-day focus and actually just stopping and recognizing that actually well first of all our strength is renewed in God our strength is renewed in Jesus and secondly just thinking about what is our goal is our goal to you know go and save lives or go and kind of have an opportunity to affect of course yes it is on a day-to-day perspective but actually to realign our purpose realign our goal in saying actually our goal is just running towards Christ our goal is um you know making sure that every day we're living more like him it just Mm. it completely renewed me at least this weekend um and just gave me a little bit more energy and knowing that actually the goal is is different um, yeah, I just agree. So yeah. that's that's me on a personal level. I guess on a kind of more wide scale at work, I think it's huge. I think it's 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 in everything. It's in the day to day interactions with other doctors, with other members of the team, with the nursing staff, with the healthcare assistants, with mm. you know the physiotherapists, with everyone. And that's just kind of just trying to remind oneself of being loving like Christ yeah. and mirroring oh, that. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. you know, as a human and as a, like, born rubbish person, it's easy to forget how to be loving. Um, but I definitely think that, I think a big thing that I'm in the process of learning now is just renewing myself in Christ because there have been a few times in the last few weeks where I've come home shattered and feeling like kind of at the end of myself and the end of kind of I felt like I've given all the emotion I had Mm. to my patients or to my colleagues at work and then where does that leave me for the friends that I live with and surround myself with and also like where does that leave me with God um emotional burnout is real it is so real and it's something that like I think we all like really really are at risk of isn't it yeah um I think especially when you're in the profession where you're caring so much, it's yeah. not just necessarily emotional, but it's like empathy burnout yeah, as well. Like absolutely. you're so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not in no, a like negative way. Like we no, just, absolutely. Like, it's everyone, But like after a while, you're like, I really, I don't know. You can't fall from an empty cup, literally. Yeah, so it's like, absolutely. You have to get renewed in some way. And yeah, I guess for us, ours is in our faith. So yeah. no, 100%. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that I guess I don't entirely have an answer for you purely because I haven't yet got the answer. But I think for me, it is just remembering what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, And like what my goal is, is a huge thing. And just when it comes on to the big things like death, I mean, that is something that I reckon I you'll have to like check back in with me in a few months because (laughs) there have already been times when, you know, of course patients have died like multiple times in the last few weeks um you know 
around me in hospital um how do I deal with that I guess for me I know that God is bigger and like has already defeated death Mm. but having said that on a day-to-day does it make it easier a little bit yes but Mm. it still leaves us with that really horrible um yeah it is hard it is very hard and I think sometimes like I'll just like when I was working especially um now it's some holiday so I can chill but like when I was working especially I remember like just having to literally take time out and just pray in my head because I'm like if I don't pray right now like I just I'll feel I'll probably just burst into tears um yeah yeah, it's just it can be quite like draining um and I think that's the other side of it obviously sometimes people get into it like into any kind of caring profession because they you know they really want to help everyone and, mm. and they want to do it the most and and that's a lovely lovely way to see it yeah that's a gift and, isn't um, it it is a gift people who can just do that just naturally I'm like well done you because but that's you as well so well done you I mean yeah, yeah. but to an extent because then after a while I'm like uh, I'm tired <laughs> I need to flip. I need to you know um and I think that's another side that people often need to remember as well like it's all great it's amazing to like that fulfillment or not even that hope that you see on someone else's face when they know that the way that they've like been dealing with life for maybe the last six seven years or whatever is finally starting to change just seeing that in someone mm. else that hopefulness is mm-hmm. so rewarding but it's the work that you need to do to get there which it can be really tiring and I think sometimes people forget that side so mm-hmm. that's why I'm for me like I said my faith and like for you as well um I really like that Isaiah verse Isaiah is it Isaiah 40 yeah it is 40 31 yeah. I've got a shout out to my mom because she was the one who yeah. sent me that <laughs> um thanks to your mom but um yeah no I, I I definitely think it is something I don't even have an answer myself to be fair like yeah I've, I've just been kind of just like you said taking each day as it comes you know just making sure that in everything I do like I'm reflecting Christ, like I'm making yeah. sure that I try. As I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I try. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's literally been kind of what I've been mm. um trying to do. But yeah, so I've, I've everyone who knows me, I say I don't like going over half an hour. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. No, 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 it's not. No, we've just had like a really good chat. But like the only reason why is because I'm always aware that like people are like commuting and stuff and I I just in my head always think like most people commute for half an hour so I always try and make it like around 30 minutes but um yeah just trying to be concise (laughs) but um maybe next time actually like you said maybe I'll get you back and then we'll like reflect on maybe this episode and kind of say what see where you are like in the future and you know we can kind of have a chat um further down the line but honestly I think the key takeaway from from what I've kind of um, heard from you is that mm. it's not easy, but it is doable. Of <laughs> it's course. It's not like the impossible. Um, and that it's just kind of recognising, especially with you when it's thinking about psychiatry, psychology, um, it's thinking about what is the main thing you want to be able to do in, in that role. Mm. And I guess that's that's kind of why you've kind of led to um, the medicine route. Um, so yeah I mean is there anything you would want to add any advice a very very small one seeing as we have gone over half an hour no it's fine it's fine like I'm very honest with my setbacks Mm -hmm. I you know I have failed a 
good number of exams like as you said at the very beginning like yeah I wasn't in South Africa for the whole time and actually the whole reason that I wasn't in South Africa was because I had failed my first year exams oh my gosh, I remember yeah that. I mean oh and of course at the time and still now I look back and I'm like heartbroken about that yeah. but I think that just recognizing that okay we've said that medicine is linear yes but for me I've I've failed like a fair few exams um thank god none in the last like what four years but um at the very beginning you know I I had really struggled with that jump up from a levels Mm -hmm. to medical school and I just wasn't really focused I wasn't working as hard as I needed to and just being okay with the fact that you all have setbacks and actually I have learned a lot from my setbacks and actually where I am now I wouldn't be here if I hadn't failed my exams Mm -hmm. um I wouldn't have the friends around me that I have I wouldn't have you know the same faith or the same kind of understanding of my faith as I do so I think just yeah just knowing that a setback isn't the end it's just a setback no I 100% agree everyone who's like following me on Instagram and I think I posted about this because I failed one A level day A level results day I mentioned that I failed biology like I got a D oh yeah like Like, uh, (laughs) yeah I thought I would need it I mean well you do yeah actually that's not the kind of ones but it's just like it's okay it's not like yeah it is okay it is actually normal I think the only reason why we don't realize that it's it's a common thing is because most of the time we only hear about the people who do it like perfectly quote unquote yeah um but most people I know they didn't get on the doctorate first time they didn't you know this is my second year what was my second Mm. year find that I got on like it's not a that's um, not a failure at all is it yeah it's not a failure you grow so much yeah, from learning the things that you yeah from my understanding sorry I cut you off but from my understanding actually having more experience and applying mm. like the second time the third time makes you a better candidate it makes yeah, you someone 100%. with more experience and like going back to that quick a-level point I got a yeah. u a u in my okay. <laughs> chemistry oh my gosh chemistry as well (laughs) I think that was chemistry AS level um and then obviously had to like work my butt off but let it be known that you know I am an imperial graduated doctor who got a U so like setbacks do not mean a thing it just means that you need to like dust up and carry on no that's very encouraging because I think a lot of people don't realize that yeah I got you in psychology as well like and in, here um, you are uh, yeah AS yeah <laughs> um but yeah but I then I had to retake it and it was yeah, yeah but, of course <laughs> yeah and there was like a marking issue but anyway that's oh, the side of it drama <laughs> like it's okay like it's okay to fail it is and it's not you know exactly I mean yeah like we're fine like you know it's sad in the moment I I really do think people should acknowledge the sadness and not just like brush it off and be like oh it's fine it's fine like yeah it's fine but sit in that if you need to sit in that sadness and you need to like you know quote-unquote wallow in it then that's fine but just know that there has to be a time where you you make a decision where Mm. you're going to stay there or Mm. or move forward so probably it's been so nice talking to you lovely I'm so sorry to listen no I like it that's why I said I wanted this to be a conversation because I could have just been like what's this blah 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 like like, quick fire around Yeah, I just feel like it's nicer to have a chat. So thank you so much for coming Pleasure. on. Pleasure, um, thanks for having me. Yes, I'd love to have you back again at some point as well, just kind of reflect on everything. But um, everyone, whoever's listening to this, check me out on Instagram. Let's check in pod. Do you want to plug anything? I don't know. Um, yes. NHS. No. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Say my NHS. <laughs> and, um, 
wherever you're listening to this um make sure you're subscribed whether that's spotify apple wherever um anchor yeah just subscribe make sure that you're able to get notifications when i make a new episode um and so that's it so thanks again poppy Thank um you. i'll speak to you all soon and yeah thanks for checking in